Wednesday. John 19, please turn there. John 19 and verse 30. If you have it, say amen. Good to have our guest here tonight with us. Amen. John 19, 30, and verse 31. We'll probably just keep on reading, but beginning with verse 30 of John chapter 19, the Gospel of John chapter 19, verse 30. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation, we read that again, the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the bodies should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day. Say with me, for that Sabbath day was a high day. Amen. He sought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bear record and his record is true. And he knoweth that he saith true, that ye might believe. For these things were done, that the Scriptures should be fulfilled, or filled to the full. A bone of him shall not be broken. And again another Scripture saith, they shall look up on him whom they pierced. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. There came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night, brought a mixture of myrrh and alloys, about a hundred pound weights. Then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen clothes with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulcher wherein was never man yet laid. There laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day. For the sepulcher was nigh at hand. Father God, I just thank you for your awesome word today. Your awesome presence. <clears throat> you are holy and righteous. We love you tonight. We appreciate you. We thank you for what you did for us. Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for dying for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may be seated. Go back with me, please, to verse 30 of chapter 19. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Verse 31, The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day. They sought Pilate that their legs might be broken, that they might be taken away. I want to talk to you for just a little bit tonight about the power of the finished work. And I'm not just talking about the power of Jesus' finished work. I'm talking about the power of your finished work. Amen. But before we do that, I want to point out to you, the Bible says, the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken, that they might be taken away. First of all, let's talk about, <clears throat> in the Word of God, when you talk about time in the Word of God, you're, it's different from our time. Okay, I'm going to explain. Let me show you where I'm going here. I'm going to explain to you the timing of the crucifixion. Okay? 
And then I'm going to finish by the power of the finished work. The timing, when you look at Scripture, biblically and Jewish, time begins at 6 p.m. and goes back around to 6 p.m. again. It doesn't start like our time does at 12 midnight and go back around to 12 midnight. It starts at 6 p.m. and goes back around to 6 p.m., okay? So from 6 p.m. approximately, basically the timing uh, or the beginning of the new day is in the evening time. And that, when does that happen? Well, they look up in the skies, and when they can see three stars, they say that's the beginning of the new day. But their day begins at evening, evening okay? From 6 back around to 6. So from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. is called evening. From 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. is called daytime. Okay? So you'll understand. When we look at the scriptures and we try to determine the timing of Jesus' crucifixion, we get confused because our day started at a different time, midnight to midnight. I want you to notice the scripture tells us here that in verse 31, the Jews, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, but that Sabbath day was a high day. Next thing you need to know is not only is the timing different biblically, the starting of the day and the ending of the day, but also that there are two Sabbath days in this text, okay? There are two Sabbath days in the week of the crucifixion. A lot of people, when they read that verse there and they read about the Sabbath, they believe that Jesus here is hanging on the cross on a Friday, that the Sabbath that it's talked about there in verse 31 is Saturday. That's the weekly Sabbath. The Bible talks about in this passage, though, it's a high day, which means it's the annual Sabbath day. It's the day that's linked with Passover, okay? Does that confuse you? So on this week, you would have had two Sabbaths. You would have had a high Sabbath, which was the Passover, the beginning of Passover. And then later on in the week, you would have had a weekly Sabbath, which was Saturday. And so again, they see Jesus hanging on the cross here. And because it's connected to a Sabbath, they, they automatically come to the conclusion that he was crucified on Friday before the Sabbath day or Saturday began. Are you following me? So all across the world, they, they will begin, you know, and, and teach and express the fact that Good Friday, which is going to come up, okay, in a couple of days, was when Jesus was crucified on the cross. Long time ago, before I ever started pastoring, when I was still wet behind my ears, and I think I still am. But anyway, before I started pastoring, one of the first messages I ever preached was that the, re the crucifixion did not take place on a Friday. And I haven't taught it to you before, so I'm going to do it tonight. Okay? The crucifixion of Jesus took place, it took place on the preparation day. It didn't even take place on Passover day. Okay? Now that's really going to boggle your mind. All right? Let's try to determine when Jesus was crucified. Amen. If you go back to John chapter 12. Now I'm going to do a little teaching here at the first. So do your best to stay awake. Then Jesus, six days before what? Passover. Six days before Passover. Say Passover. There is a day before Passover that's called preparation. That's when they go and they get all the leaven out of the house. And that's when they kill the Passover lamb on the preparation day. And then after they kill it in the evening of the preparation day, then they eat it that Passover night. Okay? Are you with me up to this point? So it says, Jesus, six days before what? Passover. Now, Passover 
would have been Nisan 15, okay? Preparation for the Passover would have been Nisan 14. But I'm going to try to help you see what day Jesus was actually crucified on, all right? Six days before Passover, he came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead, all right? This would have been on a Saturday, okay? You keep reading the text. This would have been on a Saturday. Then Jesus is going to ride into Jerusalem on what day? Palm Sunday, right? Okay, let me give it to you. First day, John 12, 1. Got it? We're going to count. That's what I'm doing. First day, we're going to count six days. Okay. First day, he goes into Bethany. He stays with Lazarus and their family. And he constantly did that. During that crucifixion week, he would go stay with them. Then he'd go out into the city of Jerusalem and do various things. At the end of the day, he'd go back and stay with Lazarus and them. Okay, all the way up to the time of the crucifixion. First day, though, he goes to Lazarus' house in Bethany, and they prepare a meal for him. That's on a Sabbath day. Then look at verse 12 of John 12. On the next day, say the next day. So now we're in day number two. All right? Much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna. Blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. That's Palm Sunday. You with me? Okay. So we've got two days covered. Now let's look at another passage. Let's go to Mark eleven nineteen. This will bring you to the third day, which would be a Monday. Mark eleven nineteen. And when even was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw a fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter called and remembered, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. Now remember that, that he did that after he entered into Jerusalem, the triumphal entry. They were worshiping and praising him. Then he went to that fig tree and he cursed it. The next day after that, they go back by that fig tree and they find that the fig tree is cursed or that it's dried up. That's a Monday. So we got three days covered, right? Okay, let's look at another one. Let's look at the fourth day, Matthew 26, 15. Matthew 26, 15, this will bring you to Tuesday. You with me here? Yes, the fourth day. This is a Tuesday. Uh, Matthew 26, 15 and 16. Let's start at verse 14. Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priests and said to them, What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Now the first day of the Feast of Leaven the Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? Okay? This brings you to the fourth day, which is a Tuesday. Are y'all with me up to this point? Now let's go to the fifth day, which would be a Wednesday. Got it? Wednesday, Matthew 26. And we're going to look at verse 17. Okay, now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to you saying, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? Okay, so now we're moving into another day. Beyond 15 and 16. We're in the fifth day. We're on a Wednesday, all right? He said, Go into the city to such a man and send him. The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. Okay? Without reading everything to you here, it's on this day, a Wednesday. It's what? The fifth day. Now, how many days till Passover? Six days till Passover. So we're on the fifth day, which is a Wednesday, if you count it. We've, we counted it. You are on a Wednesday here when Jesus sends his disciples to prepare the Passover meal. And then the next day is the Jews' Passover. 
but Jesus eats the Passover meal before the Passover meal. Okay, and I'm going to prove it to you. He eats it on a Wednesday at evening time. Nisan 14, during the preparation day. Okay? He eats it in the preparation day, evening time. Remember the day started in the evening time. Nisan 14, he sits down with his disciples and he eats a meal with them. This is a Wednesday. Okay, you with me here? Then he, what does he do? Sing psalms and all this. He gets up. You have to read the text. I don't have time to do it all today. Tonight. He gets up, goes out in the Garden of Gethsemane. There he prays in the Garden of Gethsemane. There he's taken captive in the Garden of Gethsemane. Then he goes before various people. He goes before Annas, Caiaphas, Herod, then Pilate. You with me? And then 9 o'clock on Wednesday, because remember he had his Passover meal Wednesday night. That's in, we're in the fifth day now, because remember, it even gets confusing to me sometimes. But he ate the Passover meal on the fifth day, Nisan 14, went to the garden, was, was captured, went to all these trials, and 9 o'clock in the morning of the 14th day of Nisan on a Wednesday, still Wednesday, then he's crucified. Are you hearing me? And then he dies at 3 o'clock on Nisan 14, the preparation day. Okay, let's go back to 19 then. You'll see it. John 19. John 19. Watch this. Jesus in verse 30, hanging on the cross, says, It is finished. That's 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday. Nisan 14, the preparation day before the sixth day of Passover, six days from the time that he went to Bethany. Are you with me up to this point? He says, it's finished. Watch. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation. The preparation. Now, the preparation day was Nisan 14. Nisan 15 was Passover. So he was crucified on preparation day. Are you with me? What am I trying to tell you? Well, the leaven was taken out of the houses in preparation day, Nisan 14. The lambs, the Passover lambs, were killed in the preparation day. Now, Jesus died at 3 o'clock, the same hour that the Passover lamb was being killed in the temple. Jesus died. The same hour that the lamb was being prepared for Passover meal, Jesus dies as the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. You with me? Now, that happened in the evening. Now, Nisan 15 starts at 6 p.m. He died at 3. 6 p.m., then they eat the Passover lamb. So Jesus, listen to me, Jesus ate the Last Supper before, or he, he ate Passover before Passover. So my question to you is this. If Jesus died the same day as the preparation for the lambs, did Jesus have a lamb at his Passover? If the lambs hadn't even been killed yet, and he had already celebrated Passover, did he have a lamb on the table? Or was he the lamb? I'm telling he was the lamb. Now, I'm not going to say one way or the other that he did or did not have a lamb on his table. I'm trying to tell you he died the same day that the rest of the lambs died. And they were not going to be served until a few hours after his death in Nisan 15, which begins Passover. The only way he possibly could have had a lamb at his table was if there was a different time observed by different Jews uh, in his, his life, you see, for Passover. It is called a Passover, but it's very strange to me that I really, when I look at the Scripture, I cannot determine if a lamb was on his table. Because the lambs had not been slain yet. 
He died the same time they died. And so I'm trying to prove to you that he died on a Wednesday. Passover was a Thursday. You with me? And they wanted him, according to John 19, 31, they wanted him off the cross before the high Sabbath or the Passover comes. Are you with me? Woo, yeah. So they take him down off the cross sometime after 3 o'clock in the late Nissan 14 uh, time of Wednesday. And just before Passover starts, you with me? Now, I know this is confusing. But if you look at the scripture, it will explain it to you. All right, let's go back to John 13. Say he was crucified preparation day. The same day the Passover lambs were, uh, were killed. He was crucified before Passover. He was crucified on the preparation day for Passover. Hello? And so when people look at that, they say, well, he was crucified the day before the Sabbath. He was. But it was the day before the high Sabbath and not the day before the weekly Sabbath. And we've gone through the scripture and tried to determine what day that was. It's Wednesday. Hello? Hello? Not, not Friday. Okay, John 13. Watch this. I'm getting this kind of the same response I got when I first taught this a long time ago. Even the, even the, the pastor of the church didn't know what to do with me. <laughs> when I get, can you imagine this little old buck, little old buck private standing up there preaching something like that? That, that pastor, that old general sitting on there, he just looking at me. Okay, John 13, watch this. 13.1, now before the Feast of Passover, say before the Feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended. So it says it's before the feast of Passover, and he's already finished his supper. He's, he's going to be dead in the grave by the time they observe their Passover meal. He's crucified at the time of preparation. Watch. Are you with me? And supper being ended, the devil having now put in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Got it? Have y'all ever read, read that and kind of tried to figure that out? Okay. Let's go to 18, John 18. John 18, 28. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment. And it was early. Say it was early. This is early, early Wednesday morning. They themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. When Jesus is there before Caiaphas, or no, from, from Caiaphas to Pilate. He's already before Pilate, and the Passover hasn't even come yet. He's fixing to be judged by Pilate and then crucified before Passover. Got it? Why y'all looking at me like that? <laughs> y'all are learning. Somebody say, I'm learning. Is this, is this getting in your brains, in your spirits? Verse 20, Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring you against this man? They answered and said unto him, If he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up unto thee. So they didn't even want to go into the judgment hall. The Jews didn't because they didn't want to defile themselves from observing the Passover starting at the evening 
Nissan 15. Okay, you got it? <laughs> All right, John 19. Let's look at another scripture. John 19, 14. <sighs> hello, hello, hello. And it was the preparation of the Passover. Say the preparation of the Passover. And about the sixth hour, say sixth hour. He saith unto Jesus, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him. This is about 12. Was, yeah, and I'll say, Sixth hour. Okay, now let me just read it. <laughs> it was the preparation of the Passover, and about the sixth hour. And he saith unto the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him. Away with him. Crucify him. Pilate saith unto him, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Okay. Hello. When did it happen? Verse 14. The preparation of the Passover. He's going to be taken to be crucified at 9 o'clock. Now it's the sixth. That, that would be the third hour. This is now the sixth hour. Hmm. Confusing me. Verse 15. But they cried out, Away with him. Away with him. Crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he him, therefore, unto them to be crucified. They took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went forth into a place called the place of the skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him, on either side, one and Jesus in the midst. Okay, you got it? So when is this happening? It's happening in prep, preparation day. It's happening the day before Passover. It's happening Nisan 14. Passover, as soon as 6 o'clock comes around, Jesus dies at 3. As soon as 6 o'clock comes around, they're starting a new day. They've already got the preparation. The lamb's already prepared. Jesus has died, and now they can eat their Passover. Now, that's interesting to me. It did not hit. Friend, it could not have happened on a Friday. It's impossible. And it didn't even happen on Passover day. It happened on the preparation of the Passover day. And he ate a Passover meal. And then the Bible calls it a Passover meal before a Passover meal was given. He died the same time as the lamb died. Which, again, I'm going to go back to this. Makes me wonder if there was even a lamb at his table other than himself. If it was, I assure you, it was symbolically pointing to him. But I have a heart. When did they kill that lamb that was on his table if he ate it the day before the Jews ate their Passover? When did they kill the lamb? I'm talking about the day of preparation is the time you kill the lambs. And he dies the same time the lambs died. And if he ate a Passover meal the night before, where'd they get a lamb for his table? If the lambs hadn't even been killed yet and he died with those lambs. Now, I don't, read, I don't want to read too much into that, but... Paul says in Corinthians, he is our Passover lamb. He fulfilled Passover. And if he didn't even have a lamb on his table, you want me to keep Pesach? He is Pesach. He is the Passover lamb. He died the same time they died. He ate a last supper with them. It was called a Passover. But there was something different about his. Had to be. Wasn't even observed on Passover day. Are you getting this? I know you just don't want to believe it. That he died the day before Passover. Okay, well, anyway, praise the Lord. You'll, you'll probably get healed over that one. Some of you just got healed right there in your body. It's so powerful. 
But I want you to know his body and his blood was shed. He is the Passover lamb for us. And that this juice here and this bread represents his body and his blood. It's his blood and his flesh. His flesh I get healed by. His blood I get forgiven by. Not the death of a, of a literal lamb is my point. He is the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And crucified on a Wednesday. Not a Friday. See, I've always wondered how you could take Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and turn it into three days and three nights. How do you crucify him on Friday? Put him in the sepulcher. He's there Friday night. All day Saturday, rising Sunday morning. How do you get three days out of that? Well, they twist, the, twist their story up and they say, well, he was, you know, in the tomb partly on Friday, partly on Saturday, and partly on Sunday. But part don't equal three. The Bible said he would be three days and three nights. The Bible says he would be three days and three nights. Three full days and three full nights in the heart of the earth. As Jonah was in the belly of the fish. And some people even say Jonah lived in the belly of the fish. He didn't live in the belly of the fish. He was a type of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He died in that well. And he was in there three days and three nights. So let's look at it. Okay, ready? Let's go to Matthew. Matthew 28. <clears throat> so if he's crucified on a Wednesday, then what about, okay. Are y'all all right out there? Nissan 14, Wednesday. He dies at 3. Sometime between 3 and 6, okay? They take him off the cross and bury him there. So they bury him in the sepulcher on a Wednesday, okay? Say in the evening time or, or just before evening time. Let's go to Matthew 28, verse 1. Now, this, this was something that was new for me that that I didn't, really, I didn't understand, didn't know. Chapter 28, verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. So they're on their way to the sepulcher as it begins to dawn toward the first day of the week. The first day of the week is Sunday. So they're on their way on a Sabbath day, on a Saturday, to go to the sepulcher, okay? But they're not at the sepulcher yet. They're on their way to the sepulcher, and it's, it's getting late on the Sabbath day. It's about to start Sunday, okay? <laughs> it's, at, it's at twilight on Saturday. It's at twilight, okay? Just about twilight. So they're making their way to the sepulcher. Now, say they're on their way to the sepulcher. Let me read a little further. Behold, there was a great earthquake. When did the earthquake happen? While they're on their way to the sepulcher. When are they on their way to the sepulcher? On a Saturday, on the Sabbath day. As it begins to dawn towards, or really it should be dusk, towards the beginning of the first day of the week. Okay, you with me here? And so as they're on their way to the sepulcher, then there's an earthquake that takes place. All right? Are you hearing it? For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Now the angel did not let Jesus out of the tomb. Jesus walked out of the tomb on his own power. He was already, he was already out of the tomb. He was already resurrected from the dead when the angel rolled the stone away. The reason why the angel rolled the stone away is so that you can look inside and find out that he's not there. He's alive. 
So they're on their way on the Sabbath day, the end of the Sabbath day, a Saturday, when they hear the earthquake and the angel comes and rolls the stone away. He is already risen from the dead. He rose. I'm going to tell you, I believe with all my heart. He rose on Saturday, not Sunday morning, but he rose on Saturday evening. I believe with all my heart. Watch. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became his dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. So they're on their way on the Sabbath day when the earthquake takes place. The angel rolls the stone away. When they get there, he's already out of the sepulcher. He's already risen on a Saturday evening. He's already alive on a Saturday evening. And so when they get there, are you with me? They get there the first day of the week. He's already out of there. Because the first day of the week starts in the evening time. Hello. Now let's, let's calculate. So if you take Wednesday evening to Thursday evening, you got one day. Okay? Crucified him 3 o'clock, took him down. Wednesday evening, put him in a sepulcher. Wednesday evening to Thursday evening, one day. Thursday evening to Friday evening, two days. Friday evening to Saturday evening, three days and three nights. He is not here, for he is risen. As the Lord, as he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. He's not here. He's already out of here. So our sunrise services that we often have on a Sunday morning, we go out there, we wait till the sun comes up. We watch the sun as it comes up. We say, Jesus rose from the dead Sunday morning. I got news for you. I believe all my heart. He rose on a Saturday evening. Crucified on a Wednesday and rose on a Saturday evening. Three days and three nights. Not even crucified on Passover, but crucified on the preparation for the Passover. The same time the Passover lambs were being killed, he was killed. So when y'all get all together with your family on Friday and you talk about how Jesus died for you on Good Friday, that's incorrect. It is impossible because it's not this weekly Sabbath. He was crucified the day before a Sabbath, but not a weekly Sabbath. He was crucified the day before a high Sabbath, which was a Passover Sabbath. Now, when you study Astronomy, uh, is that right? Astronomy, yeah. Do you know that in the year 31 AD, hello somebody, 31 AD, the preparation for the Passover fell on a Wednesday? So that not only the Bible teaches uh, that he was crucified on the preparation day, the day before Passover, but even when they study astro astronomy at that time, they said 31 A.D., the only day the preparation fell on was a Wednesday. So I know it's kind of funny to you to come to church on a Wednesday night leading up to his resurrection and find the Lord's Supper on the table. But I'm here to tell you tonight, we have come here to commemorate and to remember the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. On Now, 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 is it important to get it right on the right day for us to have this supper? No, man. It is important to know it. It's important to know the truth, but he's my Passover every day of my life. He's not just the Passover lamb. You know, when it comes around on the calendar, April or March, he's my Passover every day of my life. 
He's not just my life on a Saturday evening when he rose, rose again from the dead on a March or an April time. He's my life every day of my life. So there's a spiritual application that you have to see. If you don't see that spiritual application, then you get a focus on keeping times and seasons and all of that, you know. Praise the Lord. Give God some praise. But I just wanted to share that with you, okay? Hallelujah. Now, let me share something with you I think is very powerful. The Bible said in the preparation day, Jesus hanging on the cross. He said, it is finished. Now, that's awesome. That's what saved me and saved you was the finished work of the cross. But there's another finished work that is yet to be done, and that's your finished work. Sunday after church, I was talking to a couple, and the Holy Ghost, man, gave me a revelation that was powerful. He, God said this. He said, the reason why the devil trembles uh, around people who don't quit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's because the devil threw everything at Jesus he could. He put every... <coughs> he put all the pressure that he could on Jesus, and he could not stop him from fulfilling the purpose of God in his life. He went all the way to the cross and all the way to the point that he hung on the cross and he said in victorious way, it is finished. The point is this, is that the devil will come and put pressure on you to try to make you quit. Come on, are you with me right now? You know why he trembles whenever he puts pressure on you and you won't quit because he did quit. That's what the Lord said to me. He said the reason why the devil trembles when he gets around some of you is because he put all kinds of pressure on you and you refused to quit and he did. He's such a, he's such a loser that he didn't even fulfill his charge when he was in heaven. He didn't fulfill his purpose while he was in heaven. He quit before he finished his work. And so the Lord threw him out of heaven. And so he tried. Let me have my hanky. I know you want to keep it, but I need the Holy Ghost hanky, man. Let me get a little bit more anointed, then you can take it with you. But I'm telling you tonight, the enemy will come against you and put pressure on you to try to make you quit just like he quit. He's nothing but a no good loser. He's nothing but a no good quitter. And I want you to know if you can get through your time of pressure and you finally can lift up your head and say, it is finished. I didn't quit. I didn't give up. That's what causes the devil to shake. Because he is a quitter. You don't get anywhere in life quitting. You don't get anywhere in the spirit quitting. You don't get anywhere in your job quitting. You don't get anywhere quitting. So when the enemy comes around, starts putting pressure on you and making it tough on you, man, you know, it's like, oh, quit, quit, quit. You know, that's coming from the voice of a loser. You don't want to listen to a loser. You want to listen to a winner that said, it is finished. Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't give up. Just keep on going. And pretty soon the devil is going to tremble in your presence because he knows. He knows 
you're not like him but you're like your daddy and your daddy never quit he went all the way to the cross and because he went all the way to the cross when he said it's finished Satan cried his defeat if Jesus would have stopped before saying it's finished the devil would not have been defeated I'm here to tell you right now and if I quit or you quit before I go all the way until I fulfill my purpose in God then what is going to happen to me is I'm going to be just like that loser the devil and end up in his house but I thank God tonight that I'm preaching to some people in this house they got enough of God they got enough power and they got enough faith in the finished work of the cross that when the devil comes and puts pressure on him in the garden of Gethsemane and makes him sweat they don't say it is enough they say what their daddy said nevertheless I will not settle for less I'm going all the way I'm not going to go halfway part of the way I'm going to go all the way and I'm going to watch the devil tremble you're not you're not above your father when it comes to being attacked by the enemy he will attack his the body of Jesus just like he attacked Jesus body when he was here will you say it is finished or will you say it's too hard the pressure's too great I'm gonna give in no 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 what you gotta do when you get cast down is you gotta do like David said <laughs> let me finish up right here the other morning I came up here in prayer you know and I was praying and I just had this feeling I wanted to come before the Lord and cry you ever get that feeling where where you just want to come before God and cry just have a good old cry you know just a solemn boohoo time with God walked into church I couldn't cry if I wanted to I tried to make myself cry get there and uh, I walked out of the church and as soon as I walked out the door I started walking down the steps and the Lord said this he said I didn't call you to cry this morning he said I called you to lift up your head I called you to rejoice I called you to celebrate I called you to rejoice in me you know this was all going on during that consecration week leading up to Sunday you know hallelujah and it was a solemn time so I wanted to be solemn and the Lord told me this he said the victory's already won it's not time to cry it's time to celebrate it is finished before you ever see it happen it is finished rejoice when you don't feel like it praise him when you don't feel like it be like David David got in a place where he wanted to be solemn. His soul wanted to be solemn. And David starts talking to his soul. He says, So, why art thou cast down, O my soul? There's no reason for you to be discouraged today. There's no reason for you to be down today. There's no reason for it. Why are you cast down, oh my soul? Hope thou in God. Lift up your head and say he's the author and the finisher of my faith. He, hold on, hold, I can't even hear myself. I can't even hear myself. 
he that has begun a good work in you shall complete it unto the day of Jesus Christ. Lift up your head. Praise him and rejoice in the God of your salvation. Believe that he is the God of your hope today. We got a reason to lift up our head. Because the devil threw everything he could at Jesus. And Jesus could not be stopped. You, you couldn't make Jesus backslide. You couldn't make Jesus turn and run. You couldn't turn Jesus into a loser. You couldn't turn Jesus into a wimp. He was the son of God. He's got his... The Bible said when he's going up to Jerusalem, he set his face like a flint. I mean, he's not looking to the right or to the left. He's going straight to Jerusalem. Hello, somebody. And I'm telling you, you are the Jerusalem of God. And he's coming this place. He's got his face set like a flint. Nothing can deter him from being here in your life tonight. But pastor, you don't know this is the time of my life when this happened. And you don't know that this happened and this happened. Yeah, but I'm telling you about a savior. I'm telling you about a king that died on a cross and said, it is finished. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? He swallowed death up, man. We got a right to rejoice. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, death. Where is your sting? Oh, grave. Where is your victory? Lift up your heads. Say triumphantly, it is finished. Woo. Woo. Look at your neighbor and say, the devil's a quitter. Has something come in your life today to make you feel down? Make you feel depressed? Make you feel like not worshiping? Make you feel like not praising? You better hear the word of God today. Don't be a loser. Don't be a quitter. Be a worshiper. Because the enemy knows when you, you know, it's, it, things are going tough for you right now. And you're hurting right now. He knows that. So he wants to come along. He wants to monopolize on that. And if somehow you can stand up and praise the Lord in the midst of that, you know what will happen to him? He'll start trembling. That, that, that child of God's got faith. I feel led to give you a personal testimony. Oh, God's good. My grandfather was on his deathbed. My grandfather was the daddy I never knew. Are you with me right now? There were times when I lived with him. He was a precious man. I don't say he knew God, but he was a precious man. He had more, more morals than most people in the church today. Are you with me right now? And I'm not trying to put him in heaven. But I went to see him, and our church was in the midst of a revival. I went to see him, and he was on his deathbed. You know what? I could have given in to the enemy talking to me. The enemy said, now you just stay here with your granddad because he's fixing to die. Don't go to church. Don't go worship the Lord. You know what I did? I didn't give in to the devil. We had revival in church, and I said, I can't stay here. There's something inside of me that's alive. So I walked out of the hospital, not knowing what was going to happen to my dad. And guess what I did? I walked into the revival service, knowing my dad, my granddad could be about dead. I began to dance. I began to shout. I began to praise the Lord, because I refused to let even death shut my praise down. Don't give me that stuff. You've never been where I've been, Pastor. Oh, yes, I have. But I know a Savior. 
and the Lord Jesus. And it wasn't too much longer after that, I got the call. He had passed away. But you know what? My Jesus. My Jesus. Why are you cast down tonight? Some of you, some of you, been, you've been looking. You've been looking for a reason to be down. And you can't find it. And see, you just want to be down. Because you can't find any reason for being down. I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. Times I wanted to be solemn. Times I wanted to cry. God said, I'm not going to let you. It's not time to be, there's a time to be solemn, yes. But right now, the word of God to you tonight is this. It's not time to be solemn. It's time to not give in to the enemy. It's time to understand what David said. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Hope thou in God. Look at your name and say this. Oh, death, where is your state? Oh, grave, where is your victory? He defeated it. I said he defeated it. And the one with nail-scored hands walking in this house right now is telling you, if I finished it, so can you finish it. Don't let the devil stop you. Don't turn away. Set your face like a flint. Say, I'm going to Jerusalem, and nothing's going to shut me back. Nothing's going to stop me. The devil can't even stop me. When I get sick, God is my healer. When I come short, God is my forgiver. I can't lose. I can't lose. Look at you and say, you can't lose. It is absolutely impossible for you to lose if you've got the one who said, I finished inside of you. It's impossible for you to lose. That's why the devil comes and talks to you to try to get you down and try to tell you otherwise. I'm going to rise up. I don't care if I feel like it or not. It just so happens that about right now I feel like it. I tell you what, when I first walked in this pulpit, I felt all this solemn stuff trying to get a hold of me. I did. I felt solemn. Ooh, but Jesus is in the house. And if you'll just lift your hands and praise the Lord, I don't care what the enemy's thrown at you. I don't care what your circumstance is. I don't care what your problem is. I don't care how much pressure's on you right now. Say with me right now, it is finished. The devil's a quitter. But my daddy's not. And my daddy's inside of me. And I'm just like my daddy. I'm going to be like Paul. Paul said, I've kept the faith. I've finished the course. Now, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Because Paul is just like his daddy. said, I've finished the race. Lift your hands and worship him right now. Give me some music, Brother Andy. Yeah, the devil can't do anything with this kind of word. Yeah, come on in the name of Jesus. You're not just going to conquer. You are more than a conqueror. Praise God. Amen. Have you believed in that? My shame is taken away. My pain is healed in faith. I believe. 
question for you. Is there anybody in here that have ever felt like giving up? Anybody ever felt like just quitting? You be honest tonight. But the fact that you're still here tonight causes the devil to shake and tremble. Because he quit and you didn't. He tried to make you quit, but he couldn't make you quit. You're still in the race. You're still fighting the good fight of faith. And that's why he's afraid of you. That's why he's, a, he's scared of you tonight. He's awesome. Let's get ready to take the Lord's Supper tonight. Amen. Isn't he good? He's awesome. Awesome. He's awesome. Get your hands in love. Him. 